It is Monday, the 16th of September. I'm your host, Ryan Kier, and this is the Quantium Cast. And I am excited for today's equity open. Goodness me, oil prices have spiked at record high levels since the futures have actually had actually begun trading in 1988. Brent oil futures were up something like 18 to 20 percent. Now they're up 10.6, they're not up that much, but uh, 10.6% for a rise in oil is something crazy. We've been mega bullish here over at Quantium Research on energy stocks. We have mentioned companies like Premier, Anquist, Can, GKP, Janelle, etc., all being slightly undervalued, in fact. And we could talk about Premier today, but I think we'll leave that till tomorrow's podcast, as I personally am long Premier Oil. And around 40% of my portfolio, so there's a good amount of exposure. I've never really been this exposed before. But uh, I guess today really shows that when the conviction is there, there is a lot of value to be made. I only assume with oil being up around 10%, Premier, etc. will be up around 14-15% at least. So it'll be interesting to see this. We also wrote an article that called this rise. And uh, that article showed oil impending on a breakout towards $70-$74. This is Brent crude oil. So uh, I guess things have been going well for us. And I'm looking forward to seeing many people happy, those who are up in their portfolios, especially with energy exposure. So before we talk a little bit more about those oil stocks mentioned, as that would help the occasion, we're going to cover a half-year earnings call from Spire Healthcare. Their revenue has been reported up around 3.5% in comparison to 2018 levels, that brings their total revenue for the six months ended the 30th of June, 491.6 million pounds. And they are finally in a profit. Yes, they have always been in an operating profit, meaning the business has been making money, but the company has finally made some money now. Profit after tax stands at 7.1 million pounds. That's decent, but uh, the company trades at a decent premium to that as well. And they've also got a large amount of debt. Yes, they have reduced their debt by about 5% to 362 million pounds. But we must remember, large amounts of debt result in large financing payments, which are unhealthy to companies that cannot consistently generate a profit. They've also proposed an interim dividend of 1.3 pence per share, which is around a, a percentage or so of a dividend yield. Nothing too serious. Looking back to previous report, we can see that Spire has actually paid around 41 million pounds in 2019 so far in terms of net financing costs. And that's not the greatest thing to see. I think what would be smart 
would be say a fundraise on the company for the sake of long-term shareholders and then maybe pay off some of the debt, reduce the debt to EBITDA as they'd like to use because they've got that at around 3.3 times and it could be safer to bring it down to around two times and then reduce those net financing costs significantly, saving them a lot in the long run. Also, it is important to note that in terms of revenue, out of the 491 million pounds revenue, there is 143.7 million pounds of revenue coming out of the NHS. That means that even though there was a warning a while back, they've still had a bit of growth in comparison to the corresponding period last year. Spire's shares are trading at 126.1 pence per share, giving them a market cap of 500 million pounds. In fact, just over 500 million pounds. If we assume this earnings call to be based off extrapolation, let's say they make 7 million in the second half of 2019, they've made around 15 million just to round it to a decent figure for analysis. That gives them a P of around 33, 34. That is a price to earnings ratio. If you guys aren't familiar with that, uh, it's not a cheap valuation by any means and is extremely weighted towards an expensive valuation. I think the profitability of this company has restricted quite a lot of upwards movement in the share price. In fact, if we look back over the past five years, from 2016 highs of around £4 per share to recent lows of around 96 pence per share, Spire's shares are in a continued downtrend. If we look on a monthly basis, they've broken out around 25%, but that could just be an opportunity to get out for existing shareholders until the price or the valuation adjust to a fair level which in our opinion should be around 10 to 15 times price earnings ratio and that's with no risk but there are quite a few risks to say the least with spire one of which could be nhs revenue being decreased further due to recent cuts another could be pmi revenue just uh, falling back for no particular reason that's really what has been the only measure of growth for the company right now and say they cannot sustain profitability what happens when they have to pay off these debt repayments or say some of their debt matures that's worrying in fact extremely worrying the expensive valuation would likely make it difficult for these guys to raise money but maybe a rights issue would be a smarter idea. I don't have the cash figure in front of me, but I could try and have a quick look. I see that uh, our hypothesis is now being furthered. A closing cash balance of 58.4 million pounds. Yes, it is up in comparison to the corresponding periods in 2018 of 45.1 million pounds. But I can only see this as a vulnerable position 
for Spire Healthcare. And that doesn't really help them. Imagine you have an exceptional one-off cost of, I don't know, 100 million. Not only will their cash balances be wiped out, but also their net debt would increase and then it would be a huge, forgive me for this pun, spiral of debt repayments that would eventually leave the company in a situation where there could be, say, liquidation risk. But that's way too extreme to talk about right now. We're just hypothesizing. They have used something like 21 million pounds in terms of purchasing a new theater and outpatient bedrooms at Spire Bushy and a new orthopedic unit in Spire Manchester. So they've been acquiring a few more assets, but this is nothing special. Bank borrowings, as we mentioned earlier, 362.2 million pounds if we're taking out cash from bank borrowings. But if we're including, actually if we're included cash, if we take out cash, they've got bank borrowings of around 420.6 and those are only down 5.5 million in comparison to the previous period. On the whole, I think we wouldn't be looking at Spire Healthcare for a long, we would probably look to reshort it on a test of say major moving averages. At the moment we don't have a chart in front of us, but we can only assume a constant downtrend for the past five years creates an opportunity for either institutional shareholders to sell out or traders and institutional shareholders to reshort any rallies. I believe this recent 25% rally has been an opportunity to short but uh, because the RNS is good in comparison to previous expectations of them to actually lose money, I think there could be a positive reaction today. And if there is a positive reaction, just take it as an opportunity to look for the top. I'm not exactly sure where the top is, as I don't have the chart in front of me once again. But I do remember uh, a serious level of resistance at around 140 pence per share. So that could be retested. I mean, we'll just have to leave it to market. But anyways, I thought as uh, what I've been talking about for a while has just been ignored, the whole mention of oil, the energy sector being extremely undervalued. In fact, I'm gonna pull up a chart from the company I hold, shares in Premier Oil PLC. The weekly res has 93 odd in fact, if we look at the monthly, that, that was the 93 odd, not the uh, weekly. I can see a level there, and once it breaks, it's 104, 110. If we can hold above 110, you target all the way to 148 pence per share than 181. The resistances are weaker as the price breaks out, which is decent to see on a share like this. I am in... I, I remain holding my 74.4 lot and my 84 rebuy, giving me an average of around 78.8 or so, 78.5, 78.8. Probably need to check my account again to get the exact figure. But the price was trading at 85 odd pence per share as of the close on Friday. The, let's just get the exact date. 13th, the unlucky day, eh? <laughs> well, 
what a paradox. But uh, oil prices have since rocketed around 10% if we're talking about Brent oil, of which Premier Oil sell quite a bit of. In fact, that's circa 50% of their production. Well, these guys are looking to do very well on the back of today's rally. And the reason for the rally had been Saudi refineries being bombed and I think something like 5 million barrels of oil per day have been wiped off the market and it's circa 5% of global production. That's a crazy number. In fact, if I look at a figure that I could probably bring up, this would give a little bit of context as to how interesting this situation is. The peak of the oil price rise had been 18 odd percent to a high of $71.95 a barrel. That is the highest rise in history since Brent crude futures had begun trading in 1988. Crazy stuff. I mean, I feel honored to have experienced this kind of thing. I guess I'm lucky that I'm on the right end of it, but uh, I have been saying this for a while to our listeners over at Quantum Research. We released an article about an impending breakout on Brent crude, and that now is going to result in companies that we mentioned earlier Premier Oil, Tullow Oil, Can, Energy, uh, we could name a few more. Janelle, Gulf Keystone Petroleum, and many, many more to likely rally hard. I mean, most oilers will be up around 15 to 20%, I can only assume. We've got about 35 minutes left till market open, and I guess I'm sitting here alongside many of you just on my toes trying to see how things are going to play out. I'm only assuming that resistance on Premier at around 104 and then the, the next one, 110, will probably come into play. I can only assume we'll see the price opening around 94, 95, rally all the way up to 104. But it'll be interesting to see that. If we have a look whilst we're at it on the chart for Tullow Oil, we can maybe give a brief prediction on that as well to try and create the picture. These are quite popular stocks actually. Enquist is another one that's relatively popular and underrated too. If I look on the daily chart, we can see all the averages are moving up and most indicators seem to be quite bullish to say the least from what I have in front of me. There was an area of resistance at around 248. I assume the price will either open above that or um, open below and smash right through due to the current market situation. Oil price, if we're talking in Brent terms, had that res of around 71 odd. It will probably consolidate around 50 cents to a dollar lower than now, which takes it to around $65 a barrel of oil. And we see upside to around 74. So there is probably a further rally coming up. I guess it's just a weird situation when you've been saying this for a while. I remember somebody had uh, told me, why are you long energy? I could 
couldn't possibly sleep being long energy. I mean, we're investors and traders at the end of the day. We shouldn't be sleeping fine, but we also should be having problems with our sleep. Because if we are confident in what we hold, then why would we be up at night? And if we're too excitable, then this is probably the wrong business for us because it could destroy you mentally. That's what I always like to tell people who think that it's easy money, it's not at all. But uh, anyways, if we look around the block, we can see gold up around 1%, bounced off a good level of support at 14.92, currently trading at 15 $112 an ounce. Natural gas is up, silver's up, commodities are rallying. One could say that is a recession signal or an indicator of a potential recession coming up. We can't clarify, but if we're talking about seasonal data, then that is one sign that pops up in the past. It's uh, almost as reliable as the yield curve inversion indicator where of four bits of data in the past all four recessions if you take a simple model yourself using the i, I believe it's the 10-year treasury notes and the three-year three-month treasury notes and plot them against each other i think preceding 9 to 23 months to 24 months after this yield curve inversion occurs a recession has taken place. The size and magnitude isn't important, but classing a recession by a 20% plus drop in the indexes, we can only clarify this to have occurred, assuming that's what you believe a recession to be, which uh, we don't, but we'll just go by the textbook definition anyways. As you can probably tell though, I am quite excited to see this open. If I have a brief look, on the monthly for Tullo, just going back to it, there's a resistance at around 300 pence per share. So that major res is following the 248 mentioned and a 278 level that we can also see. But the beauty is with these energy stocks that I mentioned, Tullo, Premier, Enquist, etc., is that once they rally, they have a lot of upside, but uh, for most of the time, they're either consolidating or just drifting down. Today will be an opportunity to rejoice if you're a shareholder in any of these companies. And I guess for me, it's an opportunity to sit back and reflect over my bullish energy calls that have been shunned. Well, today, I guess, will make all of that worth it. My targets on Premier, if I'm gonna just talk about it in advance for the sake of transparency, I see long-term targets 148 to 191, 181, that kind of area. But if I were to trade it today, it depends what the open is. If we hit 110, I'd probably slice half size immediately and buy back around uh, 100 or so. Um, if we hit 104 uh, or, or rally to 104, I'll sell 104 and buy back around 98, just get some cheaper shares. Not the whole size. If we open, I, d I don't think 20 odd percent is what I'm pricing in, which 
takes us to around 104 pence. So I'll just play around it and use a trading stop for half of my remaining shares and then we'll just free ride. Hopefully some value can be made. If not, I'll probably buy back a couple pennies higher. But uh, this day is going to be hectic. I've got to head off for a train shortly as well. So probably going to catch the later one just to make sure that I'm seeing everything happening, making sure that I don't make any rash decisions. I got through a whole litre of Volvic, the touch of fruit, summer fruits flavour. That's sugar free, so it's not really done any help to us. I made some cheese on toast earlier, <laughs> if that means anything. And I'm ready. I'm ready for this market open. Looking forward to it. I hope you all have a wonderful trading day ahead. I've been your host, Ryan Kia. Until next time.